Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Hoosier Sophisticate here on WGNU 920 AM. We have been joined in studio by Colton Turner, Wendy Turner, Tommy Turner. My partner Steve-O is coming in hot. We're joined by our our two uh, illustrious uh, interns, Mike, Michael and Scotty C. And uh, we want to tell you that that first hour, the, the, we got into the, the nitty-gritty part of the story, was brought to us by James Carlton State Farm, the best insurance agent in the entire St. Louis metro. If you guys have not checked out carltoninsurance.net, give them a chance to give you a quote. You will be – your coverage – will be unmatched at a price that you won't be able to believe. Their service is unbelievable. James Carlton State Farm, 314-961-4800. We left off. You've been given some pretty ominous news by the doctors. Mm-hmm. They're, t- they're saying they want to make you comfortable. You guys are taking uh, last hurrah trips to New York City. Yep. And pick up the story from there. So, you know, we're, I'm deteriorating. You know, I'm just getting sick. I'm withering away. And we're super confused. We're like, well, what do, we, what do we do? You know, what do we do from here? We can't go on any other medications. So, you know, what, what are our options? And we were talking to the doc. I think it's better for you to tell this part. Okay. Well, we were talking to the doctor about any type of alternative treatment. Yes. And um, my – yeah. Um, so in 2000, when he first got sick um, with the tuberculosis and T-cell lymphoma scare – my grandmother was kept saying to me, take him back to the earth, take him to the reservation, take, do alternative treatments. You know, he, she kept on me about it. Every Sunday we have family dinner at my uncle's house and, uh, our breakfast. And, um, she just hounded me about it constantly. And so finally I was like, okay, there's something about this there. You know, she's gotta be right. I can't keep giving him Humira. So I started researching alternative treatments. And in October of 2013, I found a study that said, um, like... Say where it's from. uh, From Israel. And it was... uh, The majority of the people, I can't remember, because it wasn't nine. Um, The majority of the people that were using cannabis uh, had gained clinical remission or had symptom relief from just smoking cannabis alone. So I was like, well, there's got to be something about this. Uh, so I just kept researching, and that's the only thing that I could find. Uh, then I found on the Crohn's and Colitis, or on a Crohn's forum, that there's a secret page for people that are using cannabis while they have Crohn's disease. Well, every single person on that forum was an adult. So I was getting absolutely no help other than, well, gosh, I, I don't know if I'd let them smoke it, but it sure does help me. And... Uh, so we had to go back to the to the doctor after the trip to New York to see how he was doing. Um, he was obviously just deteriorating really quickly. And I said, what are my options? And he, they said, well, we could do surgery, but that would require a bag on one side and on the other. So we'd have to have an ileostomy bag and a, colon- or a colostomy bag. Um, I don't understand why, uh, but that's what they told us. And yeah, it doesn't take care of all the lip, uh, the skip lesions that that were um, that were in there. And uh, so, if we gave him any more pharmaceutical medications, he would he had a sixty six percent chance of getting T cell lymphoma. Um, Which I looked up because I was yeah. like, okay, you know what? I, before we go on another pharmaceutical medication, 
I'm going to look it up. And they wanted to put me on this medication called Simzia. And it wasn't FD, It wasn't really FDA approved. Humira was not FDA Humira approved. wasn't FDA approved for me. But they put for me adolescent on, males. For adolescent males. Uh, so, of but they course. Put, they, put, they gave him Humira anyway. But yet at 11 years old, he was on, on Oxycontin and morphine and uh, Toradol and Demerol and Dilaudid. I mean, and then, you know, when a couple years after that, I mean, he's 11 taking all these hard narcotics. Jeez. They said, oh, well, the FDA approves uh, medication for children 12 and up. I'm like, 12 and up? Uh, Colton was on that stuff three years ago at 11. <laughs> oh um, so it, it, I don't think the FDA approval actually makes any difference, um, no. considering only 7%. There was only a 7% success rate for Humira in clinical studies. Mm. Uh, so we, we ended up you know, saying, okay, well, what about alternative treatments? Is there, is there any kind of herbs or is there... You know, can he do acupuncture? Can we take him to China? Can we take him to the reservation? What about peyote or ayahuasca? You know, what about cannabis? And they're like, they didn't, they, they were like, you know, we, we can't suggest any kind of alternative treatments. Um, but, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can do this medication, which I, I looked it up because I was, you know, sick of having to deal with the pharmaceutical medications. Yeah. And it said in there that if I was A, on Remicade, or one, on Remicade at any time. Two, which I was. Yeah. Two, was on Humira at any time, which I was. And three, was an adolescent male. All three of those things would increase my chances of developing T-cell lymphoma by 66%. And he already had pre- precancerous cells that were not architectural. And you found that information out. I mm-hmm. found that information. That yeah. wasn't and I looked was, it up. He was 13 yeah. at the time. Unbelievable. The Google generation, God bless you. Yes. God <laughs> yes. bless you. Not for Google. Oh, my gosh. I mean, gosh. if it wasn't for Google, Colton would probably not be here today. I mean, seriously. I mean, I, I know that sounds like really stupid. Yeah, yeah I don't think it sounds media. stupid. I don't think that no. sounds stupid at all. Yeah. I That's mean, it's, what it's here it's for. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a lifesaver. Yeah. So we, we, I asked the, the nurse, I said, what am I supposed to do? You know, here I'm crying. My mom's crying. Um, because we were we were there by by ourselves. Tommy was in Boston with his with his best friend, and I'm like, "What am I supposed to do?" And she's like, "I can't give you any suggestions." Um, but as she was walking out the door, she turned around and she said, "But you might want to check out what's going on in Colorado." And she shut the door. And I'm like, "Green light. That means that she approves of or she knows that cannabis can work." So. That was February 10th of 2014. February 29th is Colton's birthday. And in, in February, we had a colonoscopy mm-hmm. to, to see what my current progress was. There was 22 centimeters of inflamed bowel with the skip lesions. So if I had to have surgery and remove all that, that's how much that they would have to take out. Oh, my goodness. So it seems ob- a lot. It, it is a lot. That's like, so, what, eight or nine inches foot, or something? Man, 30 centimeters. Is a, they don't just take out the, they yeah. take out I'm the an I'm an inches guy. I'm not trying to do this. <laughs> Where are you guys in we're, Europe? We're like, not, what is going on here? <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Middle America. <laughs> a little bit is a, is a, a taking out a little bit. Yeah, I know. What's in your, inside your body is considered a lot to me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anything well, I mean, like we already large. had a whole yep. submandibular salad. And I'm sure you're like, yeah, take out the wrong thing when you're in there. Yeah. Just Sorry. take out my heart wire. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah. I can live without it. Lungs? Weird. What are those? Let's, let's take them out <laughs> and find <stupid>. out. <laughs> so obviously, you know, 
I wasn't going to go with surgery. I wasn't going to go with pharmaceutical medications. Sure. My colonoscopy came out garbage. So we were like, well, let's go to Colorado. Right on. And I wanted to be there. I wanted to leave after my birthday because I wanted to spend what I thought might be my last birthday with my friends. You know, and of course, you know, that's the day where I first ask out a girl. Four days later, me and my dad pack a suitcase full of clothes, grab a handful of cash, and we leave for Colorado. Just completely disappear. Yeah. Oh, that's hot. She probably still thinks about that. Like, oh, man, he got away. This dude, he was <laughs> oh, dying. Was he was pretty, mysterious. Was cool, like, yeah. And then he just She's left with a suitcase of money. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm going to a town where no one knows his name. <laughs> man, know. he's cool. You are yeah. cool. God dang it, man. <laughs> later, I found out that I dodged a bullet, but we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> She's probably listening. You know who you are. You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we we pack up our suitcases and, you know, we're saying – I remember it so vividly, me and you getting in the car – me and dad getting in the car. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, saying goodbye. Yeah, that's that's probably the most – other than giving you your first Humira shot, that's probably the hardest day of my life. And it was – it was really hard. Yeah, it sounds like it. Because I didn't think that he was ever coming back. Oh, and my gosh. Of course, I'm no offense to my wonderful husband, <laughs> um, but I was the caretaker, and I was the one that took care of Colton when he was sick and she talked was, to the doctors, mm-hmm. and, and Tommy took care of the rest of the kids, and he sat in the, the lobby comforting them and trying to figure out you know, some entertainment for those kids. For those guys, while we were trying to make life decis- yeah. life-saving decisions for Colton. Meanwhile, Skyler's still sitting at that lake waiting for the next person to say, <laughs> "Like I'm missing this one. Right. I'm getting that. Yep. I'm getting that award." Yep. <laughs> yes, the, uh, yes, you nailed Skyler. <laughs> totally, totally, Skyler. Yes, uh, but you know, we we were sitting there. He he was leaving, and I was giving him to Tommy, who had really very little experience dealing with Colton's disease other than being at home with him. But I was a stay at home mom and I I stayed with him 24 seven, took care of him while Tommy went to work. Not to mention that it was crazy. Not to mention that we not only were we scared because, you know, my dad was the one who was taking me to Colorado, but we were also scared because the thing that we were taking was something that we had advocated against for, for so long. We were the dare just yeah. say no family. Oh, we're we, the biggest hypocrites you'll ever meet. We, we, <laughs> kicked, we kicked family out of our lives mm-hmm. just because that they were associated with cannabis. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for us to turn around. Yeah, yeah. For us oh, to turn around. Gosh. Talking about eating some crow. Yeah. I And I gladly did. No I gladly doubt. did. Yes. And because I didn't know. You know, when you. You had you crow's up, disease. I did. <laughs> I did. Good night, everyone. <laughs> I couldn't even let her finish. I had to get that out. That was yep. good. That was Thank good. you. I got some credit from you. Yes. This is a big day for me. <laughs> and, and, you know, people, after we left, people would go up to my mom and, you know, my other siblings, and they go, well, where's Tommy and Colton? Where, where'd they go? Yeah. Oh, they're on a trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah we They'll be back. Yeah. We we didn't we yeah you guys it was on a, a trip, trip. That's oh yeah sure. it would come with so, a journey man was, yeah. <laughs> yeah so we no go out trips <laughs> we go out to Colorado and of of course you know most of the kids that were taking using cannabis at the time were mainly seizure kids and they were using CBD mostly uh, we knew that I may need a little bit of THC so we were trying to look for that we didn't know where we were going to get stuff. 
you know, we and this was when Colorado had just legalized rack. So we adult didn't, use. Adult like use. Adult use. Yeah, adult use. I, we're yeah, old school. Me too. I say so. weed all the time. People are like cannabis, and I'm I like, know. just I give me weed. the weed, friend. Yeah. It's hard. It's Allegedly, hard, you know. <laughs> I, I only correct people when they say marijuana. I whenever someone says marijuana, I say well, you should just say cannabis. Marijuanas. Yes. Are you addicted to marijuana? Are you addicted to marijuana? Are you taking the CBDs? Yeah, yeah I love like that. One. It's CBD. Yeah, CBD. Yeah, I got all the CBDs. I'm okay, so you better not be snorting all that CBDs. <laughs> all those sativas. Yep. Uh, all right, so you're out there. You have no idea where you're going to get this. You just putting your ear on the ground, or pretty much. Uh, my dad went. Me and my dad went to this. Uh, dispensary for like the first month or so we were living in hotels so we we were also scared about that because you know we weren't actually living anywhere uh so we were would just go to uh rec dispensaries and we would get stuff there one time it was the most <laughs> ghetto neighborhood that you can imagine my dad walks in there and he's like hey talks talking to the guy you know behind the counter he's like hey i need to get something that you know is high in cbd and has thc in it too uh what what should we get and the guy goes and my dad goes, sir? He goes, oh, sorry. I just got back from my lunch break. You know what I mean? <laughs> this you probably want to try this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much CBD yeah. it's got in it, though, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we were dealing with when we first went out to Colorado. Yeah. yeah. So, and, so we just bought flour, and we went back to our hotel room, and we were like, okay, well, we shouldn't – we don't want me to smoke it, you know. Well, because- and we're missing a huge element of this story. So back in back in October of 2013, when I read this study, I was like, "Tommy, this is this is an amazing study. Maybe we should try this." And he's like, "Well, I don't want him to smoke it." And I said, "Well, I don't either." I'm like, "Let's make him some brownies." Yeah. And so we found a friend that had some weed and um, made made Colson some brownies. It's you are so the bad. dare people. It's like brownies. The oh. stoners like brownies. It's, <laughs> it smelled so bad oh, and it tasted so the same. Bad. And thank thank the Lord, our house at that time when we were living in Jerseyville, our house was up to what they call Stoner or Pot Park. Stoner Park. So you could smell it all the time. So we were like, oh, that's sweet. awesome. Where so, is this? Can I live there? <laughs> <laughs> I move, I move well, they don't do it too much anymore because now that there's like cop cars, you know, lingering, just oh, waiting, like I'm going to ruin the fun. Yeah, ruining the fun. <laughs> On the YouTube uh, line, uh, Phoenix Music's FNXSTL, this kid acts like he's not even phased by what he's been through. What an inspiration he is. Oh, thank thank you, guys. I know I've been through a lot, and it's inspirational <laughs> to you. Oh, it's cold again. I'm sorry. You've been through so much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh. But, okay. So... We, we start making brownies. I did not like these brownies, and I had to eat them all the time. Two a day. For Two a day for like months. Months. Were they? Were you like pretty catatonic? Were you like, oh man, I'm stoned? Like, Tom, it Tommy. So, it was well, three weeks, just to be fair. Well, yeah, that's true. So two weeks, two weeks in, two weeks in Illinois. And then yeah. we stopped. And then, so basically, he had taken he had taken the brownies for a couple weeks, and of course, we were still dealing with the Mayo Clinic. We were still in Illinois, where it was illegal, and we're, we we knew that they would do blood tests. Mayo was very thorough with their medical testing, so we stopped. Um, okay. Although he started, we started to see a little bit of improvement. We, you know, he, he didn't complain of pain as much. Um, 
we, we didn't want to risk losing him, not only losing him, but his brother, who's barely a year older than him, and a, his sister, who's two years sure. old. Sure. I mean, we had a— For sure. You know, and we didn't want to risk losing all that. So we stopped, and then we did the fast-forward to being at the Mayo Clinic, and then fast-forward again to being in Colorado, and we were still illegal. Even in Colorado, in the hotels, we weren't residents yeah. in Colorado. He we was were still an we, adolescent. We were buying it from a recreational—you know, we, it wasn't yeah. medical at all. So, of course, we were terrified that we were going to get in trouble. And we were living in hotels. So we had to cook these brownies inside uh, of the hotels. Yeah. Well, we were fortunate enough that, that, w- that when we made the brownies, we uh, had the roof of the pool out, right outside the window of our hotel room. So I was able to get extension cords and buy everything needed and just kind of set everything outside and hanging out the window. Yeah, he's, hang- he's, hang- oh he's hanging out the window. The, the crock pot is, like, down here. He's leaning out the window like this, stirring it, <laughs> while I'm on the inside of the hotel room packing towels along the door hinges, this spraying Febreze everywhere. This is me and my dad's dream. Because it smells so bad. <laughs> so not, not, not only am I taking my sick son out there and worrying about his health, but then we're going through all this. So my heart was about to explode oh, the panic I was going through. The, they, they finally get residency. Well, I was going to say, you're, you're really fast forward. And so oh, we, yes, we start we start the brownies, and he starts. I start noticing he's feeling better. And of course, we've been in these hotels for you know two three weeks now. And he's getting cabin fever, and he actually wants to get out and do something. And that's a difference. Had you guys had any experience with cannabis in your life? I, I grew up. Yeah, I grew up with it in my life. I yeah. never really did much. I partook yeah. a little bit. Yeah. They use eggs still, other than using topicals. Still to this day, I've never smoked. Yeah, but. Uh, I had a little bit of experience, but I started noticing he was feeling better. So I thought we would take him out. I'd take him out for a drive, and we lived in. We were staying in Colorado Springs, and about an hour up the the road um, was a part of the mountains where you could see all the collegiate peaks on the other on the other side. Um, so we took him up. I took him up there, and we get out and we walk over to the edge and look at everything. And there's still snow up there. It was March. There was still snow up on the. Keyword walked. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, out I of the wheel. Wondering. I was already out of the wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So so we go and look at it. We spend you know five, ten minutes. Maybe it was cold. There was still snow everywhere. And I'm like, all right, bud, let's get back to the car. And I start walking. And I'm used to Colton, you know, walking slower than me because he hadn't been feeling well. And so he starts fading back behind me. And I'm just like, all right, I'll get to the car, get it started. Okay. And whack, I get hit in the back of the head with a snowball. Nice. And, yeah, and then I look over to see, you know, what had happened, because right there, shock, and it's Colton. He's grinning, laughing, and running. <laughs> oh, and so, running? And my instinct was first, grab a snowball. Yeah. <laughs> and um, my kid's running. Oh, you my know? God. And, you know, and then we, you let him just a little <laughs> yeah, bit you're more. you're like, you must be <laughs> high. <laughs> you must be yeah. high. <laughs> <laughs> you hit me with a snowball. <laughs> Oh God! He was like, "Man, these brownies are making you—you you, you know, this must be your rebellious stage or something." Yeah, the, violence, the violence of the marijuana. Yeah, the reefers making me crazy. He, he started playing the piano and jazz real fast. What's wrong with this kid? Faster, faster, faster. Uh, so it was pretty immediate. Like once you got the brownies, say three weeks he'd been. Yeah, about probably this about three weeks. He was feeling a lot better, and and this and is just from flowers that you've cooked down into oil from, and made just from brownies. the edibles. Yeah, okay. just from edibles. And uh, so of course I didn't. You know, we got in the car and I started the drive, and then you know it was, it was I was overwhelmed with it, so I just stopped right there before we even left the park, 
and I called Wendy and told her, and you know, we're both sitting there all choked up, crying, and uh, emotional. Oh, but you man. know, it, I get choked up now. I, it's I, beautiful, I, man. It, it was. It was. I going from I don't know if I'm ever going to see him again to he to Wendy. He's running. Was just yeah. within Ooh. weeks. Within weeks. Yeah. You know, and this is, you know, he, they left March of March fourth of 2014, and this was like March. Probably 19th or 20th, yeah. something. I, it, it was just uh, just a couple of weeks after that, and I was I I was like really really shocked, but it was really emotional. I mean, we we had we had to separate for six months. Uh, you know, our family was living. Um, oh, yeah, right in the mic. Sorry, sorry, you're okay. Um, our our family was living separately uh, for for six months in during this journey, but you know, here I was at home taking care of our business and. And doing the that, and Tommy was in Colorado giving my kid pot brownies, and <laughs> not knowing what the hell he's supposed to be doing. People yeah. still and asking where I am. Yeah, yeah, people still asking Jeez. where he's at, and you know, oh, did is he? I said, well, they they went to Colorado for a different type of treatment, and that nobody would, and they were like, oh, okay, but then finally somebody said, well, what kind of treatment are you talking about? And I said, cannabis, and they're like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. What's cannabis? <laughs> I'm like, it's marijuana. And they're like, oh. oh. You're giving your 14-year-old kid marijuana? Yeah, the one that they told to make comfortable, I sure am. Later. Yeah. Yep. yep. yep I sure because am. the thing is, is that when, when, we, when we studied this, when I Googled everything that I could possibly Google, there was the only side effect to this was that it might not work. Yeah. That's it. He's going to get euphoria. Okay. Great. I'll take yeah. that. Yep. He's going to get hungry. Oh yes, good. I, I have a wasting syndrome. I exactly. Know. You know, he's maybe he's going to get tired. You know, it does kind of sedate your body. And I'm like, he's already tired. You know, if if he's going to eat and live and be happy, I'm all for it because he, it's not going to give you cancer. And that's what we were dealing with before. Because most people don't realize is that Crohn's disease it causes inflammation in your intestines, and that's the part that you know kind of helps absorb some of the nutrients that you're getting sure. from your food. So. <clears throat> You know, just going through there with the inflammation alone was painful, but I wasn't absorbing nutrients, so I wasn't getting – and, I, you know, it was taking away my appetite. So I wasn't feeling hungry, and when I did eat, I wasn't actually getting anything from the food that I was eating. So, yeah, the munchies sounds like a really yeah, good thing to have. No doubt. Side so, effects may include listening to fish. Listen. <laughs> okay, this, I guess. I'm talking to a burning bush. <laughs> yeah. Now we're getting into the bed. Now you're talking, baby. I don't know, man. It sounds like you've been burning some bush. <laughs> Dang right, baby. Now that we're getting into the meat and potatoes of this, we're going to go to the sponsors one more time. Let's make this a real quick break. Two, three minutes. Okay. Uh, jump to the other side. Uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to wrap up Colton's story, wrap up this week, tell you about this really cool uh, showcase we got going on in Kansas City in November. Uh, Maybe give them a couple streaming picks, and we'll do this thing out. This is Hoosiers Fisk on WGNU, 920 AM. We'll catch you on the other side. Hey, Hoosiers. Greg Kohler here. With home buying season heating up, be sure to get a quote from a top agency and provider of the number one home insurer in North America. They offer coverage that's second to none. In fact, if your AC goes out, they offer a new endorsement where you can get a replacement from a local HVAC company. 
Give them a call. 314-961-4800. If you get a machine and you don't talk to a person, we'll give you one of these fine Hoosier sophisticated tees. Just takes one phone call or apply online at carltoninsurance.net. People do business with James because they like and trust him. Just check him out on Google and Facebook. If your insurance is costing you a leg and an arm, then call James Carlton State Farm. Hey, girl, where you want to go? I don't care. I just love you. Are you hungry? Do you want to get something to eat? I don't care. I'm kind of hungry. Well, what sounds good? Anything sounds good. You pick. How about some Mexican? No, I had that for lunch yesterday. How about we get some Italian food? Ew. Okay, now you're not saying anything. You're just I giving just me a look. I just want something delicious. What does that even mean? I want to sit outside. Applebee's? Applebee's? No, Applebee's. Gross. I'm not Applebee's eating good. Applebee's. I don't know why Applebee's always fries are disgusting. They're gross. I'm not eating Applebee's. I want to go to Truman. Let's go to Truman. Soulard, a place we can all agree upon. Shut up, you idiot. Lifetime. Yeah. It lasts a lifetime. Come on. It lasts a lifetime. Yeah. And just go Google it. You know I make your neighbors cry, cry, cause we tell all the leaks go and you know we all do the side. Guys, Lifetime Roofing, we're the best roofers in the game, best customer service, LifetimeSTL.com, Google them. Carlton, 
Insurance.net. A person who thinks all the time has nothing to think about except thoughts. So, he loses touch with reality and lives in a world of illusion. Welcome back, St. Louis. Let's get your mind right with Craig Kohler and Stephen Elgin. This is Hoosier Sophisticate on WGNU. I'm not saying that thinking is bad. Like everything else, it's useful in moderation. And all so-called civilized peoples have increasingly become crazy and self-destructive. Through excessive thinking, they have lost touch with reality. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Hooja Sophisticate here on WGNU 9:20 a.m. Streaming yeah. live on Facebook, YouTube, Mycelial Media. That this the second hour is brought to you by a Lifetime Roofing. Roof, roof, guys. You need exterior work done. Do you need it done? Because you're you're talking about doing business <laughs> that is directly associated with the family that's sitting here. And if this if this story doesn't make you want to do business with the Lifetime family, what will? They're the best in the game when it comes to roofing and exterior work. James yeah. Hardy Boards, you ever heard of them? I have. Lifetime Roofing saved my life, metaphorically. They got me a job when Craig's friend totally gave me the old <laughs> I'm sending this part F job. He really did. Yeah. Oh, I wore that. I was, <laughs> it kept me awake cool. at night. Lifetime took care of me. They're like, what are your skills? And I'm like, <laughs> And they're None. like, sounds good. I make I like funny you. noises in microphones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we got a need for that here. So I love Lifetime Roofing. They're so great. Such a great outfit. A piece of every job goes back to the community. It's just who they are. Uh, just go Google them. Three one four eight zero 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 four two six. They are the best in the exterior game. Uh, did you want to do that before we wrap this thing? Yeah, up? let's do a little. We were talking about uh, curse words during break because the uh, the Turner family is just vile. Oh, you guys would not believe right? <laughs> commercial not believe break. It's like we're on a submarine in this joint. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm almost like screwed up like five or six times You're already. doing great. You're, You're doing I'm trying. I'm trying. Some of our guests, they never get it. You keep telling them, and we're like, okay, drop them again. Drop them. Drop them. Like, what did I say? Um, so let's go to the uh, – we got a, a clip. Seth's not here tonight. We love him. We miss him. Um, we hope you feel better, buddy. I think he's just sleeping. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. Um, but let's let's play that famous uh, part of the show that everyone loves, Craig Moments. I'm going to wrap up this whole climate talk because Steve just oh, actually geez. just played perfectly into it. I trouble. just saw somebody say, if you haven't read the IPCC, then you don't get to have an opinion. Cool. If you haven't, uh, if you're completely ignorant to the history of concentrating powers uh, and centrally planning things. Um, you know, concentrating power to everything and realize that hundreds of millions of people in the last century have died um, when you give that kind of power over the masses uh, to, to one governing body, then you don't get to have a f***ing opinion. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I feel about the whole thing. As soon as the UN comes up with a plan that doesn't uh, involve either massive depopulation or massive taxation causing economic strife to people that live in countries that are already contributing the least amount to global, ch- global climate change, um, and they have nothing that what plans on doing? taking on f-ing China and India and uh, some of these other undeveloped, but not UN nations that are f-ing, uh, you know, Jesus. putting more pollution in the air than all of the other countries combined. Until your f-ing plan involves that, I don't want to hear your f-ing 16-year-old. F-ing. First off, if a 16-year-old ever puts their f-ing finger in my face, I'll break their f-ing hand. How about that? This is what I'm huh? talking about. 
Yes. Fuck that. It's f***ing compelling. It's f***ing ridiculous. <laughs> Jesus. The kids think they can f***ing talk to people like that. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, okay, you know what? You know what's messed up about this whole situation right here? Is that I, I listened to you do that whole thing. <laughs> I remember. I was like, I know exactly what he's talking about. I heard this. <laughs> I, I'm I, like, and that's a, and that's why I loved you because you were like, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't even say it. I listen. I never know. This is a this is a segment that they built in that I don't know what they're going yeah. to play. These are the ma- these are the ramblings of a madman. Take our favorite moments of this. The ramblings of a madman on his way to work at eight o'clock in the morning just it. hopped up on caffeine. Oh, listen, so there's a far more compelling story, yeah, and we've got about fifteen minutes to Enough tell. Of Craig, I. I can't stand talking about myself. It's the worst. Oh, yeah. Talking about yourself is terrible. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah, you're not good at it. So let's talk about you, Colton. (laughs) Yeah, I'd love to. (laughs) So where we last left off, um, I was out of the wheelchair. We We only have 15 minutes. Yeah, no. I was out of the the wheelchair. I'm still, you know, just eating the pop brownies. Uh, I'm feeling better. My pain's going down. I'm having energy. I'm having an appetite. Um... So we finally establish residency, and we were Which like, they had to call me. I was living in Illinois; they were living in Colorado. the The marijuana uh, people um, in Colorado, okay. I, the, the people that they're equivalent the of DHSS, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, they they had to call me to make sure that Tommy didn't kidnap Colton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair yes. enough. Yeah. And a, like, for oh, a slight yeah. moment, you're like, hmm. <laughs> I have a, you'll do this I have over a, the phone? I have a very interesting choice to make here. <laughs> yeah. You ever I make a, a decision person. and you're just you in the background the, going, <laughs> are you ever about to make a decision and then you see the the two roads, oh, yeah. one that one goes one way, one goes the other? That was that 30 moment. times a day. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a highway to hell, brother. It's just one road. I, know, I, I kind of feel like that's what it was. <laughs> so we, we established residency, which was required to get the card. And uh, in Colorado, uh, getting a card for an adolescent was the same as an adult. You just needed to have two doctor's recommendations. And you also have to have a... Be, be, be a resident of the state and have a qualifying condition. Well, Crohn's disease wasn't listed as a qualifying condition at the yeah. time. Oh, jeez. So, but pain was. Okay. So we got the medical card. But what's, what's funny is that on the card itself, it actually qualifies him with Crohn's disease, and they didn't even spell Crohn's right. Oh, my God. So they qualified him. For a disease that doesn't exist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, sweet. For Crohn's disease? <laughs> for Crohn's disease. For Crohn's disease. Ooh, Crohn's disease. Crohn's I think disease. I got that. <laughs> we know there's a couple it's when you smoke too much Crohn's. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Me and Dre got that Crohn's disease. <laughs> so you found you found the promised land, man. You're, you're I did. A, you're, a, you're now a legal patient in I'm, Colorado. I'm a legal patient. I'm like, all right, all these seizure kids are using oils. I'm going to do the same thing because if it works for them, then maybe it works for me. Are we and, talking like a RSO FICO oil type? Uh, just diluted. Just, okay. yeah. yeah, basically just d- diluted uh, with safflower oil because okay. I, can, I couldn't have the coconut oil because, you know, it, it's in Crohn's patients, it causes diarrhea. Okay. So, because oh, coconut is a natural diuretic. Okay. So, naturally, somebody with a gut issue, you know, would have a bit of a hard Good time to know. with that. Uh, so we got the card and we finally started getting oils. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started, I was like, I didn't want to taste it because, you know, 
I already have to eat the brownies, and those taste bad. Yeah. Oh, so it tastes like dirt. It tastes worse than dirt. Okay. Yeah. You, you wouldn't you wouldn't know. I was the one who had the eat. Well, well, I took I, I tried a little bit of it just to oh, see. Oh, busted. I'm not smoking. I haven't smoked. I said, never smoked. I said that I've had edibles and topicals and things like that, but I've never smoked it. We got my, a, my dad is we the got one. a sativa snorter over here. <laughs> I I didn't inhale. My dad was the one who ate the brownies because he would eat them. Somehow it affected him and then he would cut it up and give it to me. That was my dosing. Man. That was how I dosed yeah. at the beginning. Was my dad taking it the, and then giving it to me in quarters? Yeah, nobody in the world at this point were, was giving their kid cannabis for, for Crohn's disease. So we were like, so what's the protocol? And they're like, I don't know, we don't figure know. Figure it out. Figure it out. So we, so we had to we figure it, it out. out. So we, we actually pretty much set the standard on what dosing is for Crohn's disease in the cannabis wow. industry. So uh, in, the, in the beginning there when you're first starting, I mean – you spend a lot of days pretty pretty whacked out of your head because you're trying to figure out where the right dose is, where you're getting sufficient only medicine. Only with not. Regina. Some yes, <laughs> o- only with Regina Nelson, who gave who gave government me government names. Bold yeah. shot. Uh, yeah. right. she she's, awesome. she's the one who helped. She's great. Uh, she's the one who helped me figure out you know how to dose my yeah. Crohn's disease. One day we were you know visiting her house because you know she has a pool out there and we we were all going to visit her and she gave me this cookie. That was infused, and it was only about 25 milligrams of THC. And she said, here, uh, don't eat a lot of it. Apparently, in my mind... That meant eat all the the whole thing. I get it. Apparently, the whole thing wasn't qualified as a lot of the brownie, of the cookie. He slept well. I I ate the cookie. (laughs) I went out, swam for an hour. I came back. I was about to eat, like literally just about to start digging into my food. And then it got really hard to hold the fork. (laughs) (laughs) Rubber forks are stupid, man. And I was like. go somewhere richer. (laughs) So, you know, we started, you know, eating, you know, uh, edibles, you know, with THC in them. And then I was, that's how I was getting my THC. And then I was using uh, oil to get CBD. Uh, eventually, we were able to get THC oil as well. So I was taking the both, and then I wasn't uh, taking the oil by just syringing it into my mouth. I was actually putting them into, and I still do, uh, pill capsules. Gotcha. And then I would Not just take it like it. a pill. Yeah. Uh, and we we decided, all right, well, we're going to get as much in his system as possible without intoxication. Mm-hmm. So we would start low and slowly go up. And we found that I need 60 milligrams of THC and CBD in a day, but I can't take it all at once. So we would take 15 milligrams every six hours. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what my dosage is now okay. uh, because we found what worked for me and we kept on it. And for for months, you know, I was just going from going downhill to just straight back up, mm-hmm. back straight back to normal. You know, I was – Doing things that, you know, most people would take for granted. You know, I was shoveling the snow. You know, that was impossible for me, you know, before I started cannabis. So I'm feeling better. I am gaining weight. I'm getting an appetite. I'm getting energy. I'm feeling like a normal kid again. Seven months pass. I'm still doing great. I haven't had a Crohn's pain in months. My Crohn's hasn't been affecting me in any way. Vis- visibly, so I w- we were like, okay, I look good on the outside. Well, I always look good on the outside, but I wasn't gonna go there, but I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> but we wanted to know how I looked on the inside because, like I said, we had 22 centimeters of inflamed sure. bowel with skip lesions. Sure. So we were like, okay, it's time to find a doctor. 
because we need to have a colonoscopy. So we called eight doctors. Were you talking – so to get your – did you talk to doctors in Colorado? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, at this time we were in Colorado. So I ended up calling eight different doctors. Okay. And Seven of all, them. They, they all said, no, we won't take him because, because I, I had two, two questions. Do really? You take, do you take our insurance and are, are you cannabis friendly? Yeah. And they all said no. And then at that last phone call, that eighth phone call, I was like, do you know anybody that is? I'm desperate. I've called seven other people. You're my eighth phone call. Yeah. I, at this point, I'm, I'm crying my eyes out. Um, this lady just felt bad for me and said, hold on. Let me, let me call you back in a few minutes. And they, they called me back and they said um, that they would take him, but under a certain amount of conditions. And the main condition was that if they felt that cannabis was not working for him, then they would take him from us and put him in D- DFS. D- yeah, um, and Child Protective Services, and I, and then they would take the other two kids too. Oh, because they were both underage. Then and we would be charged with with child endangerment. So they'd go to federal prison. Yeah, we would go to federal prison. Um, so we said, bring it on. Okay. We Let's said at that point you, you we agreed to uh, the yeah, terms because we were lose. like I mean we had nothing to lose. When if you I saw him as sick as he was, and then you see him now, totally. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, bring it on. This colonoscopy is going to be really good. Oh, and it was, it was better than we expected. Oh yeah, he was in complete clinical remission. They didn't. The, the doctor walked out with a colonoscopy report report that showed completely a completely normal colon mm-hmm. and and Com- small intestines. Complete clinical remission. What's their uh, reaction to that? Are oh, they blown was, away? Or yeah, they... she was really, really shocked. So um, now you're blowing the doctor's minds, man. Yeah, and and she was fantastic. She was really helpful, and and but we, she was a doctor under federal protections, and she <coughs> sure. she had a DEA license that only went up to Schedule Two. This was a Schedule One drug. Ridiculous. So, God, yeah, so absolutely. she could have gotten into a lot of trouble supporting this Dang. situation. And so she would end up calling, she would have a patient come in and they would say, well, we would like to try cannabis. And she would call me and say, hey, can I give your number to this patient and have them call you and you help them get on, on cannabis and then I'll, I'll see them. So I was, I was working with the, with the doctor and we, I mean, lots of kids that were coming into, to her office. It's amazing. And we were getting them on cannabis, and, and they were doing, you know, going into remission. And we found out I was in remission, and I immediately went like, well, I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So we uh, took two colonoscopies, the one before I start, started cannabis and the one after I started cannabis. And we were like, okay, we can just post these on the Internet. But we decided we were going to do a parody of the This Is Your Brain on Drugs commercial. God so I went, I went, I, I, my name's Colton Turner. I'm a cannabis patient. I have Crohn's disease. I'm 14 years old. This is my colon. This is cannabis. This is my colon with cannabis. Any questions? Mm, and awesome. all of a sudden, people started messaging me asking, how'd you do it? You know, because there were a lot of other people, including kids, who wanted to be in remission too, uh, who wanted to try cannabis, but it was still illegal. And I said on, a new, on national news mm-hmm. that... I'd rather be illegally alive than legally dead. And that touched 
base with a lot of people because a lot of people felt the same way. And then I got really busy. <laughs> yeah, they got really busy afterward. And you so and did your, I. You and your mic drop, folks. Yep. You and and then, your... Yeah, he drops a mic and then walks away and says, Mom, take care of that, will you? Yep. I need 400 orange Skittles. Thank you. All right. I'm not going on. <laughs> no, green Skittles. Okay, okay. Green Skittles. My bad. We messed it up before the show. I'm surprised he even came on here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'm out of here. Uh, and then you pummeled Melissa Etheridge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll let you get to that part. I was, that's my favorite part of the story. Uh, so in 2015. 2015. Uh, I was nominated. First, I was nominated for Cannabis Advocate of the Year. And there were other people on there as well, like Melissa Etheridge and Snoop Dogg. And no, Snoop wasn't on that one. Not, not that not one? That okay. One. No, yeah. But there was just these. There were some other really, big really important. Really big. Yeah, especially in people. the cannabis industry. And Melissa Etheridge was, you know, one of those ones that we were like, oh, my gosh, Melissa, she's going to yeah. win. It's Melissa yeah. Etheridge. Yeah. yeah. And uh, no. The Turns out. Amazing. Yeah, this guy. And this guy won it. We, we, were, we were at a Women Grow conference, and, and she was speaking. And she found out I was we, there. He, she found oh, out that no. Colton was there and, and was She's like, She's vindictive. Get, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get <laughs> back here. I, I want to talk to this kid. And uh, so they, they brought us backstage and we got By to meet her. And she was just as, as cordial as could be. And she was like, Yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll get you next year. But no, she was, she's really great. And she was really proud of Colton. And, Very cool. You know, it, it, he, she felt like he really deserved it. And he did. He, he's, he was at the Capitol at least once a week in Colorado fighting for rights of, for patients. And, you know, and Tommy says it perfect. When, when you fight, when you have legalization, when you, like Missouri, just legalize medical, that's, that's your invitation to get into the ring. That's, that's not when the start. That's not when the fight starts. Now is when your fight starts, because they're going to start trying to take away little bitty things no from you, and they're going to try to rearrange that bill as much as they can. And that's what's still happening in Colorado, and it happens in every state that has legalization. So you know, it's time for Missouri to to really Dig stay, in and get yeah, ready. stay focused on yeah. what's actually going on in in the industry. And and granted, I will have to say, out of all the states that we've advocated in, Missouri has the best law, and they really have the the government behind this law supporting it, and that's so nice uh, because there's there's been times where you know, in Colorado, we had a senator. Tell Colton that, you know, if it's not federally legal, then you or can FDA just die. Or FDA approved. Yeah. To my face. Yeah, to his face. We, you know, we, were, we were like, you know, it has to be die. FDA approved. Otherwise, I sh- you know, I shouldn't be taking it. And we were like, well, I'll die without it. So what are we supposed to do? And they said, it's guess not, I'll die. Yeah, it's not our problem. I wonder how those people sleep oh. at night. But Ambien. <laughs> There's a pharmaceutical <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's well, just going to cause bleeding out of your ears <laughs> and your eyelids. Demons so. don't sleep. Oh, oh that's very that's true. true. Oh, a man. vampire would say that. Colton, you are. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> You are a uh, a wildly inspiring young man. I think that you. Thank you. Uh, I, I think that you're, you've been a leader, whether or not you chose to be or not, throughout the the movement here and and throughout all of the hopeful states. I've seen memes of you shared by the by the millions on Facebook. Um, After I first saw you, because Jenna asked me, she goes, "Have you heard of this kid?" I'm like, "Yeah, I share." He just came on my timeline. I shared his story last year. I love that. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, I know him." I'm like, "What?" 
Yeah, she's Tommy and, and Jenna are first cousins. Oh, geez. how about that? Blo- like, like close blood related. Well, that's like, good. I'm yeah. glad you you're not related to her. No, Tommy I'm not and her, Those those crawls <laughs> and Tommy. Oh, that, that would, that's a crazy. Those, that would yeah, start a, if, crawl, that if she was, if she was that would start a really crazy family tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like a vine. It's a vine. Yeah, eat that Calhoun. So 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 real quick. Um. Now here you are. Uh, do you, you you went into remission? Is it something that you still have to stay on top of to stay in remission? Yes. Uh, so, you know, I ever since I got on to cannabis, uh, I started taking it, and I never stopped because it was keeping my Crohn's disease down. And we were taking it because we were like, it's a maintenance thing. You know, Crohn's it's not a cure. Crohn, my Crohn's disease isn't going to go away, but it's going to go away as long as I keep taking this. So consistency was key for me. Okay. Uh, but one year we just so stayed saturated. Yes, we have to stay saturated. So just for example, one year we were like, it's been a while. You know, we haven't, I haven't been to Illinois in months or over a year. I should go visit. Yeah. So we went there. We went a week without medicine. I came back to Colorado, and I immediately went to the hospital. Whoa. So I have to keep taking this. I can't, I can't stop. Okay. And for a and lot of – The greatest thing about that is that we just upped his dose. And he didn't have to take any. He took a little bit of a, a low-dose um, steroid, and it was really low. And he didn't even finish the, the whole prescription for it. And we just doubled his dose of cannabis, and it worked. So we, and, and this has happened twice. So just using cannabis alone not only put him in remission from 22 centimeters of diseased bowel, but it's also kept him in remission for almost six years. Wow. And even the little flares that he's had, because, you know, as parents, we were not on top of it all the time. And coming back home to Illinois from Colorado, because we were prisoners there, uh, it was, you can't, we were terrified to take it with us. So we've made mistakes and we will never do that again. But making sure that he's on top of it is hard. But then, you know, that's all he takes. That's it. Zero, yeah. n- zero, anything else? Zero pharmaceuticals. You know, he he does worry about his diet, but cannabis alone. Has anyone it. ever tried to like silence you guys? Like, have you ever had? You know, where we get into the conspiracy weeds around here? Has any pharmaceutical company per- Not per- yet. Like said, "Hey, well, I quit mean, it's kind of hard it. because I mean, I." It's I'm, undeniable. I mean, I, mean, I know. You know. They can't really say anything because yeah, we literally said that though, because they literally say that everything that happened to me was a listed side effect. So it's not yeah, like they had already said it's not like we're slandering say. them or anything. Yeah. It's the truth. It's they print there's the ones that on the said label. It. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, on exactly. the label. And we have a stack the, of of medical history sure. that you know is a good 6 inches tall. Right. And then for the the three years that he was on pharmaceutical medications, yeah. and then after that, for these last six years, we we have a couple pieces of paper. Oh my guys, I, gosh. we probably need a three or four hour episode with you guys. This <laughs> like has been fantastic. Three or four I know, I would. We could, <laughs> we could. <laughs> but I do we want talk to all day. Okay. It's not. I mean, getting into the industry situation in the last six years as has been a totally different journey. So I mean, well, yeah, let's like, well, let's hash, let's hash that out the next let's time. Do that right. well, because we are we have all kinds of people interacting with this. Your story is absolutely yeah. No one ever listens. To Here's our what show. I want to do with the last <laughs> two and a half minutes of our show. You have a showcase coming up in Kansas City. Yes, I want to give you the opportunity to shout that out. Colton, you're an inspiring young man. I'd like to give you an opportunity to say some parting words with our guests. 
and we'll, we'll wrap this whole thing. Let up. the mom say something, then he'll do the mic. Yeah, job. because he <laughs> talks forever. He'll sit here for days. I, I will talk forever. Uh, it's so true. we we have. Uh, I'm helping with a showcase in Kansas City. It's for anyone. So we have some really awesome people coming. Um, Sean Honaker from Colorado, Ricardo Baca. Oh, Sean Honaker is amazing. The Yeti, yeah, Yeti Farms. Yeah, Yeti yeah. Farms. Farms. Uh, and it's and then we're gonna have a gala for Colton. Um, Colton decided to you know make a foundation because he was tired of the doctor saying, oh, there's no research. And he's like, well, I'm going to just throw it in their face. So we're having a gala for the Colton Turner Foundation. Beautiful. And we are, it's a 1930s theme. So everybody bring their Tommy gun and cool gangsters. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but it's November 20th, 21st and 22nd and the West bottoms in Kansas city. Awesome. And it's going to be amazing. We have one room that has a bunch of church pews in it. So we're going to church. We're taking, going to cannabis church. And cool. we're also, we also have another room that is just filled with, uh, like sofas and, and pillows and tapestries and, and we'll just have really intimate cannabis conversations cool i think there's a couple handsome guys from st louis they're gonna talk to yes you guys are coming (laughs) you're speaking and i'm excited i'm not even sure what that looks like for you yet so we're gonna do something real fun good i'm gonna put you in church then Oh, it's oh gonna... put us in church. We'll be the righteous. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't my, even, oh. I haven't even picked which room. Oh, this is going to be everybody's great. Everybody's going to be in. So the agenda is going to come out at the end of the week. So Perfect. And that's uh, the, oh the week before Thanksgiving in yeah, November, right? The week before Thanksgiving, the 20th, Beautiful. 21st, and 22nd. And then also the 23rd and 24th, we have Max Montrose from the Tri Institute okay. uh, doing classes for his interpreting Oh. It's so hard. Yeah, in, yeah. yeah, terpenes, yeah. interpreting gotcha. terpenes. Um, but he is, he's just a, he's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I've been looking him up. I think he's going to be at MoCan BizCon, one mm-hmm. of the speakers there. Yeah. He's looking up but some of his stuff. I'll he's actually going to teach a class. Oh, my God. So two days worth of class time. So you can become a level whatever interpreter. Now, have you have you learned like all about the terpenes, the trichomes, all that stuff? Like trying to figure out which ones maybe work better than others. Have you done your own? St- oh, you know? oh yeah, and we're and we're still learning. Is the yeah. cr- is the crazy thing is because we're finding out new things about cannabis all the time. Uh, you know, I always say that when we first go out that went out to Colorado, there was 160 cannabinoids plus four, and we always say plus four because a doctor told me when we were at a conference that when I when he got there. There was 160, and then he got a call from his assistant saying they found four more. Five minutes before. Jeez, Far, five minutes before. Colt, right. give, our, give our fans some parting words, man. We're a little bit past the break here. Yeah. Uh, you guys have been amazing. I can't wait till you can come back in. We get, we get even some more of this story. I apologize for taking too much of your time. No, don't do that. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. If you guys are skeptical, skeptical about cannabis and want to give it a try – or are super confused, then be sure to you know do your own research. If you have any questions for me, you can contact me through Colton's crew. Uh, that's C-O-L-T-Y-N-S-C-R-U-E, crew like Motley Crew. And we're on Facebook, and you can contact us at any time. We'd, be, we'd love to answer any questions that you have. Uh, we have uh, Colton's crew on Yahoo and Gmail also, and the Colton Turner Foundation on Gmail. Very good. Ladies and gentlemen, Colton and Winnie Turner, Tommy had to leave the building. For Mike Ote, Scott Cooper, Steve Elgin, Craig Kohler, and our boy Mark on the boards in there, this has been Hoosier Sophisticate. Thanks for sticking around. We'll see you guys next week.